Have you dreamed about building a career in music? Do you want to start composing and producing music for ads, jingles and the music industry? Well, this podcast is especially relevant for you. Welcome to the Zista podcast, where we invite people from the industry and academia to answer questions that students have within a specific subject area. Today we are focusing on music production and joining us is Ashwin Vinayakamurthy. Ashwin has been associated with music from a very young age, right from his high school days. He's interned with great people like G.V. Prakash. He's worked on fantastic projects like Vidhi Madi Ulta and Yadu Magi Nindarai. And he has established a successful studio by the name of Shima Studios in Chennai. In the current context, Ashwin produces music for movies, he works on a lot of independent projects and a whole variety of commercial projects. Let's go straight into this session. Hi Ashwin, thank you for joining us here today. Hi, hi Amit, how are you? All good, all good. We're absolutely delighted that you're here today and uh, you know what we're discussing is something which is really close to my heart. Uh, I play music too, so it's something that I really enjoy and I'm delighted to be hosting this session with you. Awesome. It's it's going to be fun. We'll right. go over a lot of musical topics. Fantastic. Fantastic. I thought I'd start by asking you, you know, you've been totally steeped into music from a very young age, right? Uh, even in your high school days, you were associated with music. You worked with some commercial projects, independent projects, even film studios. You own your own studio now, uh, Shimmer Studios in Chennai. And you're doing some really good work in the film industry. I'm sure you're doing a lot of independent work as well. But what really got you interested in music? And when did you realize that, hey man, I can make a career out of this? That's that's a very long answer, but uh, I'll make it very crisp. Okay. So in my uh, early years, so I think it was LKG or UKG, um, my teacher caught me by the ear and said, uh, uh, call your parents. And my mom came to school and I'm sweating here because my mom is very strict. And at least, at least during my school days. And sure. then all moms are very loving. But then, uh, and so she pulled, uh, teacher pulls me out, mom's at school and I'm sweating. And the teacher's like, the guy keeps singing in class. Please put him in a music class. And she never told me not to sing. She just told, please put him in a music class. He, he sings really well. And from then on, you know, our uh, Indian culture, set in and one class after the other. So there was music, there were vocals, there was piano. So all through my, uh, you know, uh, schooling, I, I just kept doing music learning. At one point, I got to meet uh, composer G.V. Prakash. Um, and then it all just fell in place. So I went to his place uh, wanting to be a singer because that was what I had extensively learned. And I had high hopes. So this was, I think, uh, 8th standard, ninth standard. I was like, let me make a, a career in singing or let me just sing all these songs. And he put me in front of a mic and said, sing. That's it. That was my audition. Sing. And I sang all these songs and I come back into the room. And the first thing he says was he, he stopped the recording and he said, don't sing. If you really want to make a career out of singing, stop everything you're doing. Practice for like five more years. Come back. Sing here. We'll see, else drop it. 
after that it it felt uh, very disappointing at that moment but that also sparked a conversation of him asking okay what else do you do and i said i do piano i do my own compositions uh because you were performing in school bands and all of that and so that started off and he said just get yourself a mac i'll set it up myself and he helped me set set up my first computer with all the music software and everything and from there it's just been no looking back but uh, that's how i got into music but the the spark as to why i wanted to continue music was i was just poor in physics and maths so this was the natural progression of uh you know somebody up there saying you were made for this and not for this and so i just took that path in ever since then i've been winging it honestly winging it oh, but you know it's not fair to say that it was just the music and math that guided you uh, very clearly you had an inclination from a young age as you rightly said you know from lower kindergarten itself you were singing you've been taking music classes exploring different instruments and i think that's a great orientation uh, into the world of music uh, you know it's a great way to discover yourself as well discover your yeah. skills and uh, i'm really happy that you walked down the path that you did because look at you today you're doing well and uh, i'm sure given a choice you wouldn't want to do anything else uh, it's something that you enjoy oh absolutely absolutely um i'm i'm very blessed that you know um the fact that the choices that i made although was more a fun thing at that point like i was excited by something and so the excitement took over there was no logic rhyme or reasoning as to why i took up music it wasn't like oh there was this deep calling no i just really enjoyed the time that i was uh making music and uh, it so happened that my parents were also like okay if this is what you like go ahead with it there was no pressure on me to say you have to perform this way you have to perform that way um that came in at a very later stage but me going into music was uh, as in composition or trying to come up with own tunes advertisements or jingles or so so that was where things got serious but up until that point the the decision to get into music was the fun part after getting into music the survival is where your skills come absolutely absolutely i think that's so important uh before we progress i'd like to ask you uh if you don't mind sharing who are some of the composers and producers that have inspired or influenced you i think every kid in south india is going to say raja sir airman without a doubt but i also have my personal favorites with uh just from the production side and how they changed uh, the industry sound wise when these two were like r- ruling it Harish Raj, Yuvan uh, Shankaraja, and uh, there's just so many people, but uh, Raja sir and Raman sir are like staple for any any person. But on the other end, so I was also listening to a lot, lot of world music, and Timbaland is one of my favorite artists, uh, producers, beat makers who who like influenced how cool it was to be a beat maker. Just he wasn't making melodies he wasn't making anything he just came into the studio popped out a beat and he was like okay i'm 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 set somebody else is going to come and make a melody out of this make a song out of it he was making 16 bars at a time and he was getting paid and uh, that was that was bonkers the first time i learned about something like that existing that was bonkers because here in india it's all about you have uh, uh i don't know how it is uh up north but uh, 
basically there's this pallavi there's the charnam there's there's the there's the intro there's a pallavi then there's an interlude there's a pgm 1 then there's a charnam then there's the repeat pallavi this this whole thing happening but then there there are people in this world who were getting paid for just the rhythm and the idea that they were making that could spark an artist interest for a song and so that's where my inclination towards production came in and uh, it was just i was just drawing inspiration from like so many people but rajasar raman sir and timbaland are like step awesome thanks for sharing that um i wanted to also ask you ashwin you know uh, you've actually pursued a degree at full sail university it's a really prestigious university in the us and uh, you know how has your education abroad shaped you as an individual and as a music professional i think first things first uh, exposure abroad just the fact that you go to a different place experience a different culture that's that's one a cultural shock too it's like oh all of these exist and you get to live with those people for an extended period of time nothing of that sort can be got from like youtube videos or or just by seeing movies because all of that is surface level learning but then you're put in the deep end go swim with the same people that you're looking at in videos that's a whole different thing because the first day i was in college and i spoke english everybody was like oh you speak english you speak very good english and i'm like yes i do speak english what's what's the big deal about it it's like we didn't know indians spoke english and then they used to ask me hey so are you going back uh, for the holidays are you going back for the holidays so do you go back to your hut but i i'm i'm not living in huts man we we have houses here so that's how how the world is like separated but then education abroad education kind of taught me that there are so many holes that you can fill in so many different places that's how the opportunities come up they actually don't know what's happening over here we're at the grassroots level and then us going there getting exposed to their culture bring all of that back here just enriches our culture a lot more so i would say that exposure helped me a lot and full sail as a college is is just massive the the technology that i was exposed to at that point was was mind blowing um so the console that i have now like it, it, this was inspired by full sail because we didn't have six people sitting on one console and learning we had one console for each student and there used to be 20 25 consoles so that was something that was a whole totally new departure for me from school where you had one computer six students looking at the same computer to each person having their own workstation and so that freedom that level of exposure that level of uh, you know just being thrown in to something that you've never seen in 18 years of your life prior to that that was that was something that i couldn't have uh, experienced anywhere else and that's where full sail kicked in and uh, till to this day that i still keep telling people to if you have the opportunity to go abroad and study because uh, like me a lot of people are also blessed uh, there are a lot of scholarship opportunities i would honestly tell them all to just open their mind and just go abroad and get that education not even abroad like anywhere else just go out of your hometown go to a different town experience different cultures and that uh, broadens your palate uh, a lot more so i i think you made a very valid point you know in terms of the exposure stepping out of your comfort zone i'm sure that really 
shapes you and gives you so many life lessons. You know, uh, staying at home is not the same thing as actually being somewhere outside and really exposing yourself to different facets of life, not just the education, but also what happens outside the classroom. And I think that's a really valid point that you made. I wanted to ask you, you know, uh, in the, you know, the music production line, and let's say if you were to go a little granular looking at the music business in terms of movies and films, what are the different, uh, you know, work areas or roles that people can play? If you could just talk about that, I think it would really help uh, students. Okay, so if somebody was to take up music and they said, what are the careers that I have? Right. Basically what you're trying to get at. You have so many. There's a there's an artistic side and there's an engineering side. So if you just take the artistic side, you can become a session musician, which is like you can be a singer, you can be an instrumentalist, you can play on sessions, you can play with bands. So that's like a, a touring musician. You can play with other bands, you can make music for them. And so you get paid each session. Or you can take the role of a producer who makes stuff for other people or composer who composes on music, puts that out as an artist and gets paid by labels or gets paid by their own royalties, all of that. Um, if we're just looking, uh, if you have to broaden it out a bit, if you can write lyricists, so those people also have their own sure. stream here. If you have the technical side, you can become an engineer, a sound engineer, uh, 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 your main man to a producer where the producer can put in all the the ideas and you can create it for him. So you can be the engineering head behind all of those records. So you can get that. You can be, uh, you can also go the live route where you can do uh, sound for, let's say, say let's say a, a, a Rahman concert. You can do the sound for that. You can do the lighting for that. You can do the stage and uh, uh, the arrangement for that. All of that comes into this very broad spectrum. So there is like two sides, the, the technical side and there's the, the creative side. A lot of people think there's only the the uh, the creative side and not a lot of people are here in the technical side of things. And, right. Uh, today, even if you were to get into one or the other, you need to know the other side also. There's no like choosing. So oh. as as a composer, producer myself, I write my own songs, I engineer my own songs, I also sing, I can do the programming, mix, master, put it out, do the whole PR for the release, put it to the label or do a own release, have the artwork done, have a PR campaign for the release of the song. And once the song comes out, who do I reach out? How do I reach out to stations, labels, everything? That's that's like a process. Everything has to be known by everybody today. And that's that's the challenge today. Getting in is the easy part, but getting to know the piece, all the pieces of the puzzle is the hard part. Interesting. And, you know, the point that you made about marketing, you know, and the management part of it, I think that's also a really important role because uh, not everyone is cut out to be an artist. Not everyone is cut out to be an engineer. But if you really enjoy music, you could even make a career uh, being an artist manager where you're really managing an artist and getting him or her gigs and uh, you know being involved in the marketing uh, you know social media marketing in the in the context of music or any form of entertainment yep. is so important so being a marketer is there so many interesting roles that are connected to the core uh, music business so it's really interesting and thanks so much for talking about that Ashwin so yeah. I wanted to ask you a couple more questions 
you know, let's say uh, there are some musicians out there, aspiring musicians, you know, who may be thinking, should I look upon this as a full-fledged career or should I do it as a part-time gig, you know? So what would you say are some of the telltale signs or, you know, what are the, you know, what are the traits that students can identify within themselves to say, hey, I could build a career in this line? Uh, it actually boils down to what their life demands from them. So if if they are ought to finish college, go out and uh, give back 20k, 30k back into the household. That's a whole different scenario sure. and uh, approach. And so at that point, uh, it's a very different way to look at things. But in general, it takes a while to build any credibility in any form of art at least sure. let alone industries like any uh, IT or uh, IT company or any of that, let's let that out of the question. So if you were to become a musician or an artist, it takes a process because it takes a while to understand your own voice. It takes a while for people to understand what you're trying to do. So that has a bandwidth. So at that point, so let's say if somebody is expecting you to turn in a specific amount of money, I would still say take a part-time gig do a because in today's world you have a lot of work from home gigs that you can just spend about four or six hours and you have a decent pay. Still do that. Do this as your evening thing or your morning thing and do that as your evening thing. You could do that. Just make sure you have a plan for the future. It's not like okay, I keep doing this. I keep doing the artistic thing also. Let's see which picks up. That's never going to happen. At some point, you're going to have to say. This this side is supplementing this side or this side is supplementing this. You need to make that side clear. Which side are you going to pick as your main thing and which is a supplementary side? And uh, that's essentially what is the calling card. Um, it, as you go, if you if you think the music thing is cut out for you, people there is there's there's a lot more listenership, or people are calling you for ads, for singing, or for sessions, or uh, your friends have all become big where they want you to accompany them on stage and you're also becoming big through them, then go with it and slowly phase out the, the technical side. But on the other hand, let's say the music thing is taking time, but you're still enjoying it. But the the IT thing or your own other side gig is doing very well. You're getting promoted there. Then just go with it and still keep this there. You don't have to like pick sites, but... Just make sure you know which is the primary and which is the supplementary. You cannot uh, beat around the bush with that. So Rock solid advice. Know. Rock solid advice. Absolutely. And you're really uh, asking people to adopt a very common sense approach. And uh, what is what you tread is also very true. You know, not everyone has the same objectives or the same demands from life. So uh, it, it's a very unique case-to-case -case, uh, basis, you know, that yeah. you've got to make this decision. Okay, let me ask you, Ashwin, you know, suppose there are aspiring students who want to build their portfolio, who want to showcase their musical works. How do they go about uh, approaching, you know, a potential employer or even a potential client? Social media is your best friend today, but uh, presentation is what sets you apart from all the others who are also trying to make it. So let's say you are trying to reach out to me. So I will have a set number of messages that are going to come from people on an everyday basis. So there are so many crafts. 
there are lyricists who are trying to reach out there are singers there are uh, guitarists uh, keyboardists so many people who are trying to reach out but then it's the same notification that i get each time like so and so wants to send you a message and i will open it and i will go through them but then if you send me like seven links i'm already done with it i'm <laughs> i'm going back thinking because that's that's a whole lot of thinking and time that i have to put in listening to seven links and that that's not happening instead have a very catchy opening like okay what are you trying to add value to my work that's the first thing that i'm going to see so i'm i'm not going to sit here and say hey i we released a new short film could you watch it and give us feedback that's never going to happen because i'm not i don't mostly have time to do my own stuff and i'm running back on that so it's it's more we start engaging with people where we think they can add value to our product so i would like the people reaching out to think what value can i add to this composer or this singer or this person that i'm reaching out to and address that hey your uh, lyrics are kickass i'm also a lyricist i would love to work with you and uh, these are few of my works i don't want to take up too much of your time i think these two things are some of my favorites i would love for you to listen to it that's enough just give it a link or two and if we are interested we'd always reach out because it's the easiest so just make it easy for us to engage with you um second is if if you live in the same town as them try just reaching out to their office or try just reaching out to the studios or managers somehow you will find a way to reach these managers it's, there's always one person in your friend group who will know somebody there and uh, just dig deep find out that contact mostly people are uh, they have their email addresses out there they have their office addresses out there it's all there on the you just have to sit there and find that out and try reaching them out personally also just spend like 5 minutes 10 minutes reach out to them and uh, just a quick chat don't go sit there and be like hey for half a day i want to do this that's not going to happen so give them the impression that you just want as little of their time as possible because that's the easiest way to get them uh interested in in listening to you and uh, i think that's 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 the main thing today it's it's not about opening doors or breaking doors anymore the doors are already open you just need to know how fancily uh, can i deliver this envelope of mine into this office that's pretty much it so refine your knock open more doors and yeah. be proactive i think uh, you know you gave some really good uh, tips you know um, i think you covered a lot of points in terms of uh, what students should do and shouldn't do and i'm sure uh, you know our viewers will find this and listeners will find this really helpful uh, lastly let me come to a, a question which is how do you personally stay relevant uh, you know how do what what are the things that you do to stay on top of your game as a music producer two things one is just keep following the trends i think that's the easy part but also disconnect from it and also have time for yourself to like go into the deep end of of the interwebs or your old collection of of uh, of storybooks or music whatever there's this uh, i think everybody would have experienced this where randomly at night you are just clicking on one video after the other after the other and suddenly you're watching cat videos after like 3 hours in of youtube surfing and you don't know how you got there but i'm saying tailor it to something you don't know so if it's about music or if it's about tech 
just keep clicking random stuff and go into something that you never expected to go to in a musical way and go there and spend time where you wouldn't really spend time learn about the fact of something that you've never heard about or never seen and spend your time there so as much as you are updated about the current trend there's so much of lost information that nobody's paying attention to where you can pick out gold and make that relevant in today's thing i think that's how most composers work uh that's like my secret formula i'll start listening to stuff that people are not listening to and that's where the the actual gold mine is or something that uh, people are yet to catch up to so let's say uh, go to top 100 of latin america or indie 100 of latin america and start listening to stuff there and suddenly you will find something that's interesting and that is inevitably going to land up in india in the next 6 months so you wise enough put that track out in the next month you become the pioneer over here it's actually a very simple trick to do just that you have to be you have to cultivate this this superpower of knowing what is going to click from there to here and that takes years of experience to know what is going to click because everybody has the same playlist everybody has the same youtube and information it's just that where what how and how do you apply it here um you just keep doing it and there is that one day where one thing works and one after the other everything clicks and you have a golden period for yourself awesome i think again that was really good uh, advice and uh, you know i'm sure students can act on this um, other music composers who might tune into this can act on this so thank you so much so much for uh, sharing this uh, ashwin and i must say i've really enjoyed this conversation with you um i i i play bass you know i play in couple of bands here in mumbai and you know uh, i've always been really passionate about music in fact my colleague raj uh, is a guitarist as well so we often thought joke that maybe within zista we can start a band <laughs> but um it's oh, it's bass really is, nice talking um, to you i know um kj singh sir who who plays the bass he used to play bass for the band indian ocean right uh, uh amazing band so many people know about it and he's one of one of the players who's who's in, in mumbai who i look up to um just just wanted to put it out there and sure sure there's some so many amazing musicians you know and sometimes yeah. in every city i would say you find musicians who uh some of them of course are working commercially doing well but some of them are not so active but they're still good good players you know and you get a yeah. chance to maybe listen to them when you go for an informal jam session or or things like that so it's 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 amazing uh there's a lot of talent in india and uh, i think what's really important is to channelize your talent channelize your resources and you can do something really good and some yep. of the advice that you shared ashwin was absolutely bang on so thank you so much for making time and coming on our podcast now oh, thank you so much amit it was my pleasure i hope you enjoyed this session i certainly did Ashwin shared a lot of good advice, practical advice that you can follow if you're looking to build a career in the music industry. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube to get notifications for new content that goes live. Follow us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Our handle is the Sista Podcast. Till we meet again, we'd say stay curious.